Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login, and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe, and I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. Oh my goodness, such a great conversation coming your way. (laughs) I am so excited to bring this to you. Okay. There's a very exciting moment in this conversation with my guest. Her name is Chelsea Rife because, well, we have so many things in common. She's a podcaster. She's an expert podcaster. She's actually a podcast coach. She helps creatives, coaches, and entrepreneurs launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. Chelsea also hosts the top-rated podcast, In My Non-Expert Opinion, covering the roller coaster of entrepreneurship, the fun, and the chaos of travel, internet culture, and money, honey. And you can catch Chelsea Rife on a flight, working at a local cafe, or running her podcast weekly. So that's about Chelsea, but there's something else that we discover. While having all of that mindset and the podcast, you know, excitement in common, we discovered that we are both reflectors. Oh my goodness, it's so, so fun. We do talk a lot about human design. We talk about what it's what the experiences, what we, how we uh, share uh, these common perspectives as reflectors. So if you're into human design at all, I think you're really going to love this episode because you'll hear a couple of reflectors like just waxing excitedly about this weird type that we are, this weird aura type. But we also talk a lot about our passion for podcasting and all of her expertise in podcasting. She compares and contrasts podcasting with the other media like Instagram and TikTok and is just so much fun. So if you're in, and if you've ever been interested in starting a podcast, you definitely want to listen to this whole episode and, you know, find in the show notes, Chelsea's information so that you can work with her. So we're probably going to have her back on because it's just invaluable for the two of us, at least to be able to connect on those points. So without any further delay, welcome to this conversation with Chelsea Rife, and I will chat with you on the other side. Chelsea, I am so excited. I I have been podcasting for a long time, but I 
can feel that I have a lot to learn from you. So I'm really excited to dig into this. I love everything that you teach. I think podcasting is amazing. Hello, that's where we are. And then I want to hear about all the work you do with mindset and all of this stuff. So please, will you get everyone into the wonderful work that you're doing? Tell us about your journey, your work, everything that you've been up to in this amazing world. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. And like you said, I focused on mindset and podcast coaching. And I really got into this work probably when I was in my early 20s. I really wanted to be a sports reporter on ESPN. So I always loved hosting, yeah, and interviewing and, you know, talking to people. And then that dream quickly faded when a lot of people just gave me a lot of red flags about it. And they're like, Mm. you don't make that much money and you have to you know, work crazy hours and live in these places you don't want to live. And you're just doing so much work that they don't value you. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound fun. I don't want to get into that field. So let me figure out something else. So I actually went to grad school in Loyola, Chicago, and I got my master's in digital media and storytelling. And that Mm. was an incredible program. It was all about telling stories through audio and video and writing and any which way you could tell a story on digital media, we learned how to do. So that took up my time for about two years. It was the funnest program ever. It literally felt like a playground. And I knew I wanted to do something with that storytelling and digital media field. So I ended up finding actually at my school's career fair, a job within the influencer and content marketing world. So I was doing sales and it was about pitching influencers and creating content for brands. So I did that for about six years. And then as part of my job, it was to look at all these people's profiles and what type of content they were making and was it up to par and, you know, could it meet brand guidelines? Were they good storytellers? And something just clicked within me one day where I'm like, why am I not on that side of things? You know, I created (laughs) content. Like I went to school for that. I learned how to do it. I wanted to create content as a reporter when I was younger. So how am I not on this flip side of the equation? So I started getting my wheels spinning of like, maybe I could start my own thing. I tried blogging. That did not work out. I tried to make a beauty Instagram. That did not work out. And then I tried podcasting. And that was the thing that stuck. I was like, wow, this is the best platform. I feel like I could talk about whatever I want for however long I want to whoever I want to talk to. I mean, it actually still blows my brain that we can have these conversations in depth for an hour, however long it is each week and connect with so many different people all over the world. So that really drove me in. And I started doing that while I was at my full-time job. Eventually, like two or three years later, I just realized corporate life wasn't for me. So I quit that job. I moved to Australia for a year. I worked a bunch of random jobs to make ends meet. And then the pandemic hit and I was doing nothing. I was nannying for accommodation and just trying to make ends meet. And that's when I was like, you know what? This could be the time you could start your business. You know, you're not doing anything. There's there's nowhere to go. You can't, you know, no, you're not missing out on anything. No one's going on vacation. Like the world is shut down. So that's when I really started to be like, you quit your job for a reason. What are you going to do with that free time? And then I started uh, thinking, well, I feel like people always come to me for mindset and optimism and how do you work through things and reframe them? So I actually started my business out doing only mindset coaching. And I did that for about a year. And then I remember having this idea like, wait, I've had my podcast for five years. I went to school for all this stuff. Maybe I could teach people how to podcast. And I just threw up an Instagram story and I was like, would anyone be interested in learning how to podcast? 
And four people were like, I would love it. Sign me up. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't even have a package. Like, <laughs> this is just a feeler. I don't actually have anything ready. And that immediate response and how quickly people were ready to invest showed me there was a white space to teach about podcasting and beyond podcasting. Like, how do you sustain it? How do you monetize it? How do you interview people? And those were all skills I acquired from my previous education. So then I started podcast coaching and eventually I like phased out the only the mindset coaching. And now I really focus on podcasting. But as you know, and I know mindset still gets in the way sometimes of who am I to talk to this person? Or I don't like the sound of my voice or how am I supposed to partner with brands when I have a small audience? And that's where the mindset coaching comes in is let's work through those mental gymnastics and let's learn the power of podcasting and the skills needed. And then I combine both to do my work now. That's what an incredible story. You know, I, when I was, it was actually Christmas 84, I think it was, I was like, so that would have made me like 10 years old. And um, I got a tape recorder for Christmas and I, I went around and I was so stoked about the tape recorder and I was interviewing my family. So. <laughs> oh my God, you were destined. <laughs> right. You got the foreshadowing back in 84. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So I've always, and I, of course, because I'm, I'm older, so I thought about radio. I really have always loved radio. I listen to talk radio way more than I listen to music. You know, I love, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, we were just destined to to take advantage of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch talk shows when you were little? Like, I remember watching Oprah all the oh, time because yeah. I just loved ta- her talking. Any talk show, like, I didn't watch mm-hmm. a lot of cartoons or scripted stuff. I was like, I want to watch the talk shows. So, yeah, yeah I think you can kind of tell when you're younger, you might end up speaking for a living. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, like whatever you naturally want to do when you're young, that's the thing that's for you. And then it feels like a big deal to you. That's because it's important to you. (laughs) Exactly. hundred percent. So how long, so your podcast, you have one, you have one podcast? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. In my non-expert opinion, Mm -hmm. um, it covers lifestyle, travel, entrepreneurship, uh, I really want to get into dating and relationships. I've been traveling a lot and it's just been really interesting dating from all these different cultures and backgrounds. And I also want to start more of a travel series or segment. So I'm thinking of starting a travel podcast. I don't know if that's going to be a separate thing, a separate thing, just like bonus current one. But yeah, traveling and digital nomad life is a big piece of my life too. And I want to peel back the layers of, you know, how do I work in podcast and travel and coach and do all these things on the road? Because it is a, you know, a huge influx we're seeing now in digital nomads. And so I want to be able to help people that want to do this uh, type of lifestyle. That's so great. I, I have, well, I have, I guess I've had two other podcasts with partners um, and, you know, then that, that doesn't keep going. So when I started this one, I had a, I had a friend whom I love friend slash colleague who was like, Hey, why don't we do it together? Why don't we both do the podcast? And I just had, you know, intuition about it. Like, you can come on every week if you want. You are absolutely welcome. Um, but I'm gonna. It's going to be mine because I wanted to make sure I kept going with it, you know. And she did come on several times, and you know, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. I remember I I had that idea last year. I have a really good friend that we just have good chemistry, and she actually interviewed me w- within my first twenty episodes. She she was the host, and she interviewed me for my podcast, which is a really fun episode. And I remember one day being like, why isn't she the co-host? Like, she needs to be my co-host. And Mm -hmm. I had this kind of like lightning bolt idea. And then as I started thinking about it, I was like, "Mm, 
I don't know. Like it's, you know, if you're the co-host, I need you to also contribute ideas and Mm -hmm. post-production costs and all these things. And I was like, maybe, maybe not. So yeah, there's always pros and cons, but I decided to keep it solo like you. Yeah. And also I, I have other things that I've been weaving in, you know, cause I've had, I started mine in 2016. And so mm-hmm. obviously, and just like you, you're talking about, you've been moving through different interests and things that you're weaving into your life. And exactly. I mean, basically your podcast is about you. <laughs> it's like an audio diary. I always exactly. tell people that I'm like, you can go back and watch my evolution or hear rather my evolution mm-hmm. from 2017 when I started it. And I had an old client be like, well, do you delete episodes? You know, I have one up with my ex-boyfriend and actually I have two up with him. And she's like, aren't you going to delete that? And I was like, no, like that's part of my life. And it's like this, you know, kind of audio diary that I get to hold on to. And I've I've never deleted anything unless someone's asked, which has only been once because it was someone trying to get back into law. (laughs) So they're like, I just need every episode I've ever done off the Internet. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But yeah, I'm like, I really love that element of it being an audio diary. Yeah. And I love that you are going to weave in different themes or different series. I do that as yeah. well. Yeah. And it just, you know, I feel my my uh, hook, my hub is, you know, spirituality, metaphysics and everything right. I do. Is I can, you know, I'm talking to my cats or whatever. Everything comes under that category. So I'm a big exactly. fan of, of that, too. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Do you and do- what's your human design? Oh, go ahead. Oh, my oh, human design. You, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I heard yeah, you say human design. Let's talk like, about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I was like, I feel like people's human design also determines what type of podcaster they're going to be. So that's I was wondering oh. what your human design is. I'm a reflector. I love that you brought it up. <laughs> Me too. You're a reflector? Yes. Ah, yes. So I like, never meet them because we're, we're all so rare. I know. So like, I know. Reflectors. Oh, we're so how excited. No wonder I'm such a fan of how you're doing things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the way you said it, I'm like, she might be a reflector or a manifesting generator because you have so much content, so many ideas. But I'm like, yeah, I feel like uh, your human design can kind of help you gauge how your podcast is going to go. So reflectors, it's like we see the world and we want to reflect back to people. And And we're sampling. Podcasting works. (laughs) Exactly. We want to bring in all these people. I'm like, I saw you do so many interviews and so do I, because I'm like, I want to bring in all these different perspectives and have them reflect and then have me reflect back to you. And if you're a verbal processor, which obviously I am Mm because I have a podcast Mm -hmm. and a reflector, it's like, this is the platform for you. So I think human design can help us a lot with understanding where our creative talents lie. I can't believe it. What is your profile? Six, two. Uh, I'm a five, one. Well, we're close. We're like neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. It's like one off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow, that's so amazing! I rarely have guests bring up uh, bring up human design. I usually ask them, unless they're specifically human design experts who are come, come on the podcast, which there's right. been a ton of. So when did you yes. look? Can we? T- <laughs> we'll get back to podcasting yeah. all your work. Oh, yeah. I want to find oh, out yeah. how long you've been in your experiment. When did you learn about human design and get initiated in that area? Probably two, two years ago. I think two or two and a half years ago. I yeah. heard, funny enough, talking about podcasting. I heard Jenna Zoe, the creator mm-hmm. of my human design Mm -hmm. I remember she was on all these podcasts for years and I was like what is this and then I remember looking it up and I didn't get that into it and then I really had a spiritual journey actually when I left my job I ended up getting my yoga certification in Bali and that whole month I really dove into my spirituality and 
you know, what, who was I without work? Like, who was I without this job? Who was I without mm -hmm. that salary? And really getting to know the layers of myself and finding all these self-discovery tools, like birth chart readings and human design readings. And yeah, I went all in. I remember I had like a human design mentor for a little bit. I wanted to learn how to read the yeah. charts to integrate into my work, but mm -hmm. I got, I got sidetracked, but it is still something that I find so fascinating. Well, I know for reflectors, I really do. And actually Ra, Ra Uruhu said this, not that he's the, even though he's the the original voice in the original channel, he even said, it's not just his, we all have to elaborate on it. But he right. even said that the best way a reflector can understand themselves is to learn everything about human design and everybody else's design. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> well, it's perfect for me. I've got that one line. So I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to want to learn everything. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And like, again, having a podcast, bringing in all these different people to learn about mm -hmm. it, it's like the perfect platform. And do you know who Erin Claire Jones is? Yes, I heard her on my podcast too. Oh, great. Yeah, she was just, I think last week is when I published that episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I love her. I actually bought one of her blueprints because I was like, I need to know way more about this. And it's it's so eerily spot on that you're just like, how is this possible? Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's still something I'm learning how to integrate into my work where reflectors, we always hear we're a different person every day. And I am like that. Like every morning mm -hmm. I wake up, I'm like, I don't have a strict rigid routine. I have to yeah. listen to my energy. Some days I want to wake up and write a book and I start writing. And some days I'm like, I want to go for a walk. Some days I want to get straight into work. Like, and I used to beat myself up over that a lot because I'm like, this feels very wishy-washy and that I'm not disciplined and I'm non-committal. But at the same time, it's like, I've built a pretty great life for myself, not by accident. Like this is a lot mm -hmm. of conscious effort and intention that's gone into building this life. So I have to trust that clearly my design or my intuition or something has an inkling of what I want out of life and matches the energy and the actions to get there. So, yeah, I think when you're in business, though, and, you know, everything you read is like, do this, 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 and there's these mm -hmm. systems and do this. Reflectors, like we need our lunar cycles to make decisions. We need to really like clean off the energy of other people. And it's something I'm still, again, integrating. And last week we were scheduled to uh, do this and, and I had a migraine. I woke up with a migraine. Why? Because I'd been working too much and didn't, you know what I mean? Like things just kind of got away from me. And I, I kind of at the last minute, because I took a, I took like an Excedrin. I thought, well, I'll get it to go away and we'll, we'll get through the right. recording. And I uh, emailed you and said, you know, I'm so sorry. And you're like, no worries. <laughs> That's why I told you even today. I was like, I'm very flexible. Like I get it. I, I feel that way sometimes where I like the day before I'm like, I'm gonna have so much energy tomorrow. I'm like, mm, not, not always happening. And I'm like, Oh, I need to change around the schedule a little bit. And my VA who's a manifesting generator and very type a love systems and structure. I always have to tell her, I'm like, we have to figure out a middle ground because my brain <laughs> does not work like yours. My energy yeah. does not work like yours. And uh, she's getting it now. And she's getting into human design too. She just messaged me on Slack recently. She's like, oh my gosh, I found my chart. I'm like, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's very validating. Well, I just, do you know if she has a defined will, defined heart will? Because that's one know. of the- I need you to send me a screenshot. <laughs> Yeah, have a have a have a look at that. That one is really interesting. The define heart will. I mean, obviously, all of it is. But you know, I, I the 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 will center is what makes not just you and me. We definitely have that open, but other people with a, an undefined will center. We, I mean, we really don't. We make appointments. We don't really have any idea if we can what what it's going to be like. You know, on right. you know three Thursdays from now. But, I mean, I don't even know what tomorrow is going to feel like if I'm going to have the right energy. 
but we, you know, nevertheless, it usually works out. So we do make appointments right. and everything. But that's right. the thing with the heart will is that people who have a defined heart will center, they just, they have an, a sense. They just have, they, they can feel There's essentially like, just naturally right. next Thursday is going to work unless there's some kind of unforeseen incident. And and if they somehow don't show up because they flake personally, their heart mm -hmm. will break. But they wouldn't, uh, they don't do that. You know what I mean? Because they, they just. I need to figure it out. That might be her. Yeah. Like that. I'm like, oh, I need to check her chart. And yeah, like just, what you said, it's just so interesting because I'm doing that now. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to plan my travels for like the next six months. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to want to be doing this in six months. I don't know if I want I this. And like, I booked this trip in March and I'm just like, can I cancel if I want to? Like, what's the, yeah. what's the policy? Just because I don't know how I'm going to feel in March. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know if you felt that way too. Sometimes like, am I mm -hmm. feeling a little too wishy-washy or non-committal or not disciplined? It's something I've kind of struggled with. Well, and I do. And the thing is that I have, it's, I have to do work to, in, I have to do my inner work to come to you the morning of and say, I really can't do this. Mm -hmm. and, and I do, I do acknowledge and I want to say, you know, I'm so sorry if this is creating inconvenience because I do mean that. But I try, right. I have to get to the place where I'm okay with it. But I swear to you, when I really truly do bring my full self to that and I'm not really, I don't feel shame because I'm having to re reschedule. I'm feeling like clear, even okay right. with the fact because, you know, our not self theme is disappointment. It's almost like I have to face my fear of disappointing because we're afraid of our own self, not self theme. Mm -hmm. So I have to face that fear of di possibly disappointing someone else. And I swear every time I, I bring and I have to reschedule and I get to that place, let's say it's a class or it's an appointment. I get at least, if it's a class, at least once, sometimes two people will say, oh, I'm so glad because I I couldn't make it or I wasn't sure. And I was, or if it's an appointment, oh, they, wow. they are like, or I mean, every now and again, like very, very rarely, maybe once or twice. And I can't even think specifically where I've had to do that. And the person was like, well, just forget it then. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. I didn't really want to spend. <laughs> right. Sure it's cool. you. <laughs> work out. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have any grace, you know? So yeah, I, but it, it really, it, it, it does afford us the opportunity to really get clear with ourselves. And then also there's these other times where I, I feel like I'm not sure if I'm up to doing this, but I have the nudge to go ahead anyway. And that's mm -hmm. actually a lot of the time. And then yeah. by the time it happens, I'm like basically healed by having done the, the thing, you know? Right. Because <laughs> you it's may so be spending time with the manifesting generator with all that energy and you're like, ooh, that's what I needed. Mm. Literally everyone <laughs> in my life is somehow a manifesting generator. I'm like, why is this happening? Like my coaches, my friends, my siblings, even my ex who I lived with. I'm like, I need a, I need a break from the MG. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much energy. <laughs> Like, I have a lot of projectors energy. around me. I love, and I, you know, I love, I married a projector and I have a lot of projectors around me. So, but I, you know, the mix of everybody else too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, love I have, there's this uh, one time with a person who is, she's, she assists me with some of my podcast work. And there was something I was trying to decide whether I wanted to do or not. It was like a book in a, a book, a session with somebody, a reader. And I wasn't sure if I was, I really jived with her work. Actually, she was a human design reader. <laughs> And I wasn't sure if I really jived with her work. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, and then like two hours later, I just said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I canceled it with her, you know? And she goes, whoa, what changed so quickly? Because I couldn't tell that it changed so quickly. And then I went and right. looked and the, we had changed lunar gates. And I was like, oh, I think the gate just changed. 
You're like, oh, okay, something like it's validating. It's validating when she she's witnessing it. It just feels natural to me. I'm just surfing something. I'm like, oh, now I feel clear about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, but someone else she, who doesn't have that experience can kind of right. show you like, oh, that that seemed like a sharp turn. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. And it's something sometimes too, where I'm like, am I impulsive? Am I waiting too long on some things? And I'm like, it's just who I am. Some things I am impulsive and some things I have to take a lot of time to think about, like including Mm -hmm. a a site rebrand that I've been wanting to do for a year. Oh, my rebrand took forever. I'm here. Like I need this time. I need to think about it and how it's going to look and how it's going to feel and the space and environment. Oh my God. I cannot tell you. Like in therapy, my therapist pointed out and was like, I think environment is one of your top values and you're not realizing that. And then all of a sudden my human design came to me and I'm like, wait, that's the reflector's thing is like your environment is so crucial. And I'm like, I've been in environments like in relationships, in where I'm physically living that don't serve me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it weighs on me. That's not just like, oh, just deal with it. It'll get better. I'm like, I can't explain it. It is like a heavy weight that actually consumes me and mm-hmm. it's something I'm very intentional about now is like I really have to curate my environment to support me that and I remember in my 20s I moved a lot you know um I like every six months I was moving to a different apartment and I would go into an apartment and if and I felt like ugh, I felt that thing that you feel when it's not yes. right but on mm-hmm. paper and so far as you know out it seemed fine I ignored it like twice and had to move out of those places right away. After that, I never did again. I was always like, I don't know what that is. I just have to. And also like I could walk into a place and it felt good and it wasn't necessarily perfect, but it worked for me. Yeah. Do you ever go to restaurants and you're like, I have to sit there in this seat. I know it's weird, but I think that seat (laughs) is calling me. I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, this looks like the angle from the environment that I want to have today. It's that spot. I've noticed it. (laughs) And I've also, well, I, I actually, this was several months ago, but I, I filled this friend of mine um, does like stage productions and she asked me to help out. And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. And so I like was basically being like a stage hand or something like that and just help. It was a charity event. And um, so I did one. It was great. And then she asked me again and I was like, Oh, sure. Why not? Again, I wasn't busy and um, I like being in production of any kind. So I went and when I showed up, I was like, oh, and I felt that feeling and I was like, oh no. And I was like, Like, I can't say no though. I've already said yes. And I mean, I guess I could have, and I did the whole thing and it wasn't actually even that hard. It was like five, six hours and it's nice. And you're talking to people and you're helping them out. So again, on paper, it was all fine, but I was sick for two days. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't that wild? It is. I mean, you get, you, your body knows. I got sick twice on a trip I just went on and I'm like, guys, I know that my body doesn't feel good and I know exactly what it is. And people were like, it was about going out and socializing. And I'm like, this is because I wasn't taking that time to cleanse off mm-hmm. the other people and like get back to my center. And mm-hmm. literally back to back, I got put on antibiotics and people were like, <sighs> Oh, okay. Like you were serious. Like, yes, I am wow. serious. Like I know my body now, but it's something that trial and error, like it is truly an experiment. It is. Do you have, do you know if you have gate 19, um, in your, in your body graph? I'm, it's it's I'm in the root center. Not sure. Okay. Not we'll find sure. out later. Yeah. <laughs> we're I'm definitely like, going to chat some more. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, I'm, I have a reading actually that I'm trying to book within the next few weeks for like 2023, just, you know, insights okay. and things. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, with the, uh, like your human design. 
for like yeah with a reader like um okay, she good. does human design a bit differently and i mm. i get a lot and you know this as reflectors i get a lot of general information mm-hmm. from human design like wave the lunar cycle and oh. you know make sure your environment and i'm like okay i need like is there any more information on reflectors and and this woman i found is incredible and she goes a lot deeper and gets into like career stuff and and even the way you like present yourself to the world and i don't know we had like a mini little reading and i was like you sound way different than a lot of the readers I've had. So I'm excited about that one. What's her name? Let's p- let's plug her. Yeah, her name is Jamie New and her website is called Sono Euros, like S-O-N-O-U-R-O-S. Okay. Um, and she's redoing some things right now. But yeah, she her brain just works incredible. Like it's one of those people that you're like, well, how did you think of that? So yeah, That's I awesome. uh, reflectors out there. I know we all hear the same things. So I'm like, check her out. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check her out. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about. <laughs> we could talk forever, but you know what? No, people like, are interested in this. A lot of people are interested in human design. Just blew up. I mean, you've right. been even though it's only like two years ago for you. I'll bet you you saw it even from that point. Like, oh yeah, right. Like I mean, at I the told time, you, I was trying to become like a reader. Like that's how invested mm-hmm. I got into it. I was like, this mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. It's actually even tying it back to podcasting in my intake forms i ask people their human design and their astrology because i'm like this will actually help me understand you when we format a strategy so it is a big piece of my life yeah i've i thought about adding that to my intake form too um and well also i thought about adding to my intake form hey do you have any animals do you want to talk about your animals because <laughs> i love animals so i love animals you should why not i know it's, i think i will know people yeah exactly um okay so i love this the the <laughs> another reflector podcaster right <laughs> just sampling reflecting about being reflectors <laughs> And I love, and so how long have you had, you've had your podcast for quite a while. You're like in the 200s with 2017. your episodes, right? Yeah, yeah 2017. awesome. It's mm-hmm. crazy, five years. So podcasting is such an incredible opportunity for the heart-based entrepreneur because, well, I read a statistic because I, I teach it at, I only teach it at my um, hip, hypnotherapy college, HMI College of Hypnotherapy. I teach a, a workshop there, but um I read a statistic, I found a statistic that said that, um, is it 80% of podcast listeners listen to every minute of the episode? That's wild. Wild, right? (laughs) And I was thinking about that and I'm like, that's true though. Like I never, I have never, maybe never is extreme. 99.9% of the time, I cannot tell you an episode that I like stop listening to and just exit it out unless it was just so boring. Unless you just don't like them. You have to, yeah. Exactly. Or like the guests or something, but mm-hmm. you opt into it, which mm-hmm. is a lot different than if you follow someone on Instagram live and they bring on a guest, like mm-hmm. you didn't really opt into seeing that content. Of course you do when you follow them, but it could just be scrolling and you're like, Oh, Whoa, mm-hmm. like it's a Tuesday at 11. And now I'm watching this live where when your favorite podcaster posts, you know, Charmed Life comes out this day, this time. She usually has these types of guests, or at least I know what the gist is. And so you're, I always tell people, people don't hate listen to podcasts. Like it's the <laughs> one platform that, that's not a thing. So I'm like, it's actually an amazing platform. That you, it's almost like hater repellent because no one wants to waste their time listening to someone that they don't like. It's yeah. easier to like hate follow on Instagram and be like, oh, let me like stalk this person and whatever I can swipe out really quick. But I'm like, that doesn't happen podcasting. So I think that's why that statistic is so true. <laughs> I love that. I have to remember that. And I will quote you when I, when I tell yeah. people that in my classes. No one hate listens. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so um, 
let's see. Let's talk about some of the other benefits of podcasting. Um, monetization. So I am right now not working with other brands. I'm just using it to promote the things that I'm doing. And I have, a, a you know, like I have enough things going on that I right. can do that. I have done monetization before and I really enjoyed that too. And I've used both at the same time. Right. So yeah. you mentioned how people think like, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure people who want to start podcasting, they're thinking how long before I could possibly, but micro influencers and, you know, brands have really mm -hmm. been interested in working with people with smaller, more engaged audiences. Anyway, can you right. expand on some of that? How yeah, valuable that is? A hundred percent. So I used to work, like I said, in the influencer and content marketing industry. So I have a very deep knowledge of what brands look for. And there was a big shift when I worked where people were like, we don't want to spend, you know, six figures on a celebrity posting on Instagram mm -hmm. when we could spend six figures on literally six figure, like all 6,000 people posting for mm -hmm. us, get way more bang for our buck, higher engagement, higher, um, not only engagement, but the quality of engagement. Mm -hmm. So for example, like let's say Kim Kardashian posted about this microphone. There's a lot of people that are just going to respond with like heart emojis and fire and random <laughs> spam bots. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that's not valuable to brands where if you or I posted about a microphone that we actually use and we love it and mm -hmm. our audience knows that we're podcasters, they're probably 10 times more likely to buy it and comment a valuable thing. Like, thank you so much for sharing this. I, this is so helpful. I ended up buying it, which mm -hmm. is more valuable to the brand. So I found that shift to, like you said, work with micro influencers. Now they're even calling them nano influencers where you have mm -hmm. like a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. uh, they really value that because they can, again, they can hire more people, get more content out of it, higher engagement rates and better quality of like the comments. Mm -hmm. I would also say, this is something I'm talking to clients about. And I'm going to do episodes about, I think there's two routes. There's the influencer route and the coaching slash like business route. Mm -hmm. And it's so exactly what you said, the coaching and business route, you use your podcast then to monetize your own offers. Mm -hmm. So you're selling almost in a way and storytelling, but it's all tying back to your business values and how you operate and people get invested in you and are like, wow, I actually love this person. I want to work with them. Let me go buy their course where the influencer route is you're monetizing your lifestyle. So mm -hmm. you might be talking about more of how, you know, you your morning routine or how you travel or whatever the case is. And now you're getting brands to partner with you on, you know, an airline is going to sponsor your next recap about Bermuda or something. And so you can go that way. Now you can overlap. I've done this. Say, where, can you blend it a little yeah, bit? Yeah. You can blend uh -huh. it a little bit where you're, you know, you're monetizing your offers and you're working with brands. I think in order to do that, you definitely need to have very clear systems and structures in place. You need to have very clear guidelines and boundaries of what, you know, who you work with and why you work with them. Also having support, because if you think about it, I always tell people this, even working with like two brands, that's like too many bosses that you're, you're reporting to. They need it. They work on a deadline. You need to follow their rules. They have a campaign. They're trying to sell something. And then if you're also trying to sell something it's a lot of competing energy. And yeah. again, going back to human design, like reflectors, I'm like all that competing energy. Sometimes it can be a lot where I'm like, wait, I want to please this brand and that brand, but I'm launching a program and mm -hmm. I don't want my audience to also tune out. And so I really think you have to be discerning, right? If you have 17 ads in an episode and you're just working with whoever throws you an email, that's not quality content. So I think there's, yeah, you can go the influencer route, you can go, you know, monetizing your own business route and it, the, the quality, not the quality, the type of content you post will vary, 
Because again, if you're working with a brand, you need to follow their guidelines where if you're working for yourself, you're the creative director of your content. Yeah, it's exactly. That's why I actually stopped doing, I was with a podcast agents, uh, podcast um, advertising network. agency. What's what? Yeah. Like a network. What, um, it was an agency. Like they mm. sent, you know, they just sent ads, you know, and said, do you want to do Got these? And it. they were great. They, because they also knew that I had, you know, I, I'm not going to do something that I would, you know, like I'm not mm-hmm. going to do an energy drink because that right. doesn't, I don't, I would never no. drink those. And I think they're quite exactly. <laughs> No, no shame, no shade on anybody else. But, you know, I just, I, my integrity was a part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, so they were great. Um, but I stopped because what you're saying, like having the kind of competition of my own stuff that I wanted to put in there. I feel like I'm maybe getting ready just like one brand every now and again. Again, oh, like, yeah. reflect, like I'll sample one for like two months and then we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I think too, when you are trying to promote your own, you know, business or course or whatever it is, you're really excited about posting it and you want to be clear with your clients and potential clients of like what you're offering. And so I think it's, again, it's totally okay to bring in a brand, but you really need to have a system set up or processes because if you're trying to like put together content for your program and then you're also like, Oh my God, I owe this brand an ad and they have to review it and listen to it. And now I have to re-record it, but I'm also trying to batch record episodes for my podcast. Like it can get really out of hand. And I find that people that do both that are coaches and have ads usually have big teams or a lot of resources like money to outsource a lot. So that's just something to keep in mind for people starting, unless you have that bandwidth or very clear systems, it can be hard to just juggle all those balls. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a manifesting generator and then you might be able to skip steps and just do a lot of things. Yeah, might be able to do that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And we will be right back. Hi, it's Trisha with an exciting announcement. The Intuitive Healing Arts Academy has an amazing roster of courses for 2023, starting with immersive weekend courses in intuitive psychic development. Level one is Sunday, January 22nd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time. And then levels two and three are held together in a weekend immersion on February 25th and 26th. Intuitive Psychic Development Level 1 is an immersive workshop filled with interactive learning, meditation, practice, fellowship, and attunement to open or enhance your intuitive skills. All levels of development are welcome whether you are a beginner or you are an advanced professional. And if you are interested in using this for personal or for professional applications, after these intuitive psychic development courses, we will be heading into animal communication and nature healing and multidimensional mediumship and many more exciting weekend and full day workshops. All of these are for all levels of development for both personal and professional applications. As I said, there are early registrations for all of the courses, so you want to check them out as soon as they are announced. And so do find the link in the description to register for the first full day course, Intuitive Psychic Development Level 1 on Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. It's going to be fun. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be heart-expanding. And I'm so excited to expand with you. And now back to the show. Here's the other thing too, from a monetizing perspective. And I I realized this after doing a few brand deals. If you think about it, let's say you sell one high ticket coaching package for Mm $3,000. That's going to last you three months. That's a pretty big deal where some brands might offer you like $500 
for one ad spot if you're mm-hmm. a smaller podcaster. And it's like, why would I spend all this time, you know, doing all this work and promoting yeah. this brand and posting about it on social and this, that make $500 when I could do one episode and make $3,000. Like the math right. just doesn't really even out. Mm-hmm. And now this is, we're going to get a little technical for like one second. There's a measurement called CPM, mm-hmm. which is actually a very old school measurement. It's how people mm-hmm. used to measure like TV and, and digital media, like old, old digital media things. They're now applying that metric to podcasting, which really makes no sense because we know the value of podcasting. Like we just said, people are high converting listeners. Like if you only have two people get really caught up in the numbers. Like I only have 20 people that listen to my episodes. I'm like, but if three of them buy your course, like that's a really big deal. Who cares if you yeah. have 20 downloads? Like you had three high converting clients. So this CPM thing actually means cost per thousand, which means if you're someone who's struggling to get to the 1,000 downloads per episode, these brands don't want to work with you. And then the CPM is really low. So Mm -hmm. for example, it'd be like $24. So if you're a podcaster right now and a brand comes to you and is like, hey, we want to work with you for a $12 CPM and you have 2,000 downloads, you're going to make $24, right? Yeah. 48, whatever it is. Like, really? I could just do a few episodes and make $3,000 versus yeah. $48. So that's something I notice is, and, and people are like, well, why would they use it? You have to think of how big brand marketing teams are and they need some type of threshold of, we're not, we're not working with every podcaster in the world. We need some minimum standard. And so they started throwing this CPM number out there. And it's something that even a, a podcast that I was on, they have a pretty large audience and they were like, we, we've been trying to work with brands and they're just trying to shove this CPM thing down our throat. And I'm like, that's how they operate. Like, that's kind of the, it's like radio versus TV type of thing back in the day. It's like, that's the old school way. And they haven't figured out a new measurement yet. So to me, it's something I push my clients now to do. I'm like, if you have a business, we really should be strategizing how to monetize your business offers, not how many brand deals you can get because they're also fleeting, right? The mm-hmm. campaigns have end dates the program's over. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not going to be working with them for the rest of your life. If you're in business, I imagine you want it for the long term. So let's strategize how to monetize that. And so that seems to be contradictory to what we were talking about earlier, where there are brands that are working with nano and micro influencers. So there's different approaches and that's why yeah. you might pick, you know, it just might take a little time to curate the right relationship or relationships of brands that yeah. you want to work with. And I would say too, going back to the nano slash micro influencer, people that work with those types of influencers and by the way I consider myself in that category is startups and brand new companies because Mm -hmm. they're experimenting. So if you're someone listening right now and you're like, okay, wait, I have like, I don't have that many downloads. I don't have that many followers. Go after startups and companies that just received investment funding because Mm -hmm. they have to spend that money. Literally, they have to invest it to grow. And this is something we used to see in my old job in their budgets. They have a line item called experiment. So they're like, Hey, let's experiment with podcasting. Let's do a pop-up event in New York city. Let's, you know, do stickers. Like they're just experimenting and they're trying to see what works. So that's really easy to get in with brands like that. The whole CPM conversation, that's when you're going after mega fortune 500 brands that, you know, their marketing team is like a hundred people. They're not going to review you know, Sally down the streets podcast with 50 downloads because they're like, they're working with millions and millions of dollars in budget that they can afford a big podcast where these newer experimental companies are like, we're here to try anything. Let's see, like charmed life. Let's try Chelsea's podcast. Like you guys have 
you know, 300 episodes, let's give it a shot. Let's, here you go. Here's $500, $1,000, So yeah, that's just a piece of advice. Look at who's gotten funding and go after startups if you're a nano or micro influencer. And it has, this is, this is feeding into like the two different routes, the influencer or the coach, because do you, do you know the podcast Smartless? I love it. It's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> so that's with three famous actors and it's like the number one podcast now. Exactly. And it was clearly influencer and Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett are not selling us anything <laughs> except no. for, so they're way up here with McDonald's ads, you right. know, exactly. would never do by the way, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so they're way exactly. up here now. There are people who are in the influencer space. Obviously that's like the top of it. Cause they're super famous actors mm-hmm. with long histories of, of right. influence. But that's where we're talking about those Fortune 500 companies. Their CPM works for them, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. they have other famous. I mean, they had Joe Biden on like a couple of weeks ago. And exactly. they've had Kamala Harris on and, you know, all right. of the most famous actors ever. So exactly. That's what I'm tons saying. Of They're traffic. like, we're going to spend literally probably millions of dollars on those podcasts. And they mm-hmm. don't, they genuinely just don't have the time to review all these different podcasts, but experimental startups they do like the, mm-hmm. they're literally starting up just like we are. And they kind of get it too. Like, you know what? Yeah, let's give it a shot. And I think they appreciate giving people shots too. Whereas if I fell in love with, let's say a skincare brand and I fell in love with it and they're on the newer side, but they're organic and I have super sensitive skin and mm-hmm. it was organically and genuinely in love with it. I, that would be a good deal mutually really good. Right. And 100%. I would be happy to share it with my audience because I have people like me who are like, I don't want fragrances or bad things in my skincare exactly. and I'm sensitive. And so they would be, it would be a really good uh, relationship, um, you know. hundred percent. And some yes. people do do that. I've done that before mm-hmm. where I've actually just taken the product. I'm like, I don't even want monetary payment. I actually just want to try the yeah. product because oh, it looks amazing. Sure. And mm-hmm. you can do that. You can do, I actually find too, when you create a package, like I'll do a podcast spot and post my Instagram and plug you in my email newsletter, you're just creating more value. And so it's oh, yeah. easier to negotiate a higher deal package and try to, if you're ever going to negotiate with a brand, try to make it longer term, right? These mm-hmm. one-off ad spots that you're going to do one or once or twice a month. It's like, that's not going to work. If you think about it, hearing a 30 second ad spot four mm-hmm. times a month, isn't going to be this like, Whoa, I have to buy it. But mm-hmm. if you were to do this ad spot and change it up every month for three months, now you're like, I mean, hello, think of Blue Apron and HelloFresh, right? How many times have we heard them that we're like, okay, maybe you give it a shot it's because we yeah. heard it so much. So always push for a longer term partnership, not only mm-hmm. for the money value, but if you want people to actually buy, they need to hear it over and over again. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Okay, let's let's um, feel into our audience, which we naturally are anyway, <laughs> to the people who are like, well, I mean, can I start a podcast? I don't know. Like, should I start a podcast? Do I need to have either, do I either need to have one of these platforms? Like I'm definitely an influencer or I'm definitely already a coach and have that business mm-hmm. going. Who is, who is um, correct to start a podcast? I think there's a few different types of people that make sense. The first is if you're a verbal processor. So it means you constantly need to vent to people. You need a sounding board. You need to talk things through. You need a moment to like wrap your head around things. Those types of people, which I am one of them, we do great with podcasting because it's how we actually release and process things. So if you're like, wow, yeah, that sounds like me, you probably should start a podcast. 
I think the second thing is business owners that are trying to connect with their audience on a deeper level. Yeah. A podcasting a podcast is amazing because if you think about it on social media, we're seeing quick flashes of your personality and what you do and who you are. Even if we're stalking your stories, those disappear in 24 hours and no one's going to scroll down and piece together your feed and be like, let me go down 50 posts and read about her. But if they go to your episodes, if you think about it, podcasts are the only thing that you really scroll back to and binge people's content. Even mm -hmm. if it was a year ago, you don't mm -hmm. do that on Instagram. I've never looked at someone and been like, let me go, you know, frame by frame and see all her posts and try to add up the story and see what she does. I'm always like, does she have a podcast? Now I can get to know her personality. So you're not limited by character count, video count, algorithm or vid video length. Um, algorithms, especially I know your audience is in this spiritual community. How many times are we going to see these scammers pop up with fake accounts and trying to reach out for readings and all these things? And so many people have to try and beg people to help report these accounts and, you know, uh, reinstate their accounts. And sometimes they get kicked off and they're like, I don't even know why I got kicked off. Start a podcast. You yeah. own that platform. Mm. You're not controlled by crazy algorithms. You can talk for how long you want about whatever you want to whoever you want. And it's truly a platform where people, you can't mask your voice, right? People get to know you where Instagram, you can you can make yourself be perceived in a certain way. Same thing with TikTok, same thing even the writing, right? You can go back and delete it and and redo the tone. Podcasting is a pretty hard medium to fake who you are. So I think if you're a business owner and you really want to connect with people, it is such a good platform. And then I think the third is if you're a hobbyist and you're a creative person and you're like, I just really want to explore a topic, right? I know this podcast, it's so random. They're obsessed with Bravo TV, like reality um, TV, Housewives of whatever, and, yeah. you know, Below Deck and Summer House and all these really funny shows. They just started doing recaps of the shows, like making fun of the people it turned into this massive podcast and now that's their full-time job. They go on tours around the U.S. They have bags. They they literally have met the cast of some of these shows. And this was just because they had an interest in reality TV. So I think if you're like, I want to do a deep dive on a topic or just have like a fun, light conversation with my, my best friend every week and we just talk about whatever it is, like that would be a really fun, creative project too. So that's who yeah. I think podcasting makes sense for. Oh, what a great rundown. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's thorough. Well, and for and for the people who are, because I do have a lot of people who are spiritual practitioners, obviously, because that's, you know, that's what I am and that's what I do. Let's say, you know, people that are, if you're starting your business as a practitioner, I also have, you know, because I'm a hypnotherapist, a lot of the people who have graduated from my college, um, HMI College of Hypnotherapy, which by the way, just incidentally, that I have confirmed pe seven people have started HMI because of me. That's $10,000 a pop because oh of me talking God. about it. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. high converting platform. I'm not even trying. I was just talking right. about it. I did also have like a few, I had a couple of, of um, fellow graduates. I also had the director of the college on uh, as a guest. I had my mentor who is a senior staff instructor there. So, you know, I've but it wasn't like I wasn't, I didn't have a brand deal, but I work for them now. So yeah, we have a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> That's one of the things That's I'm doing. Amazing. And I teach, I teach podcasts. I'm running their podcast. They're starting a podcast. Everyone so stay fun. tuned. HMI is going to be having a podcast really soon. So and fun. we're going to do a podcast network. So all different Incredible. kinds of hypnosis and weight loss, hypnosis and, you know, sports, whatever achievement. We're get, that's our plan to do. So it'll be amazing. But I do teach it at HMI and I teach it when I'm doing like 
spiritual entrepreneur courses because I love, you know, teaching is my main thing. And I say, if you're starting your practice as a coach or therapist or start your podcast because you're going to refine it, you're going to get, that is the best thing. So it's not like you have to be a successful coach or already, I don't want to allow the word successful here, busy. You don't have to, don't start it after you're busy. Honestly, weave it into the beginning of your business. (laughs) By the time you start, by the time you launch your offer, Mm -hmm. think of if someone heard you for even five hours on a podcast Mm -hmm. versus they saw your posts for maybe five minutes they are again probably 10 times more as likely to buy you buy your content after listening to you like your thoughts you right your podcast is where you're also sharing your beliefs what you stand for who you are that gives people a feel like do i trust this person Mm -hmm. do i like this person do i know this person oh my God, wait, she has a course coming out. Like I can't wait to buy from her. I've been listening to her podcast. So mm-hmm. I actually started my podcast as a hobby. And mm-hmm. I remember I kind of mentioned my mindset coaching coming out. I was like, Hey guys, I have a course, you know, check it out on Instagram. DM me if you want to learn more. I remember thinking I would be so happy if three people signed up. Like this is my first course. Three people would be amazing. And I could manage three people. 20 people signed up and I was freaking out and I was like, what happened? Like, did something break? I was not expecting 20 people. And I actually asked everyone, how did you find me or where did you hear about this? And all of them were like, we've been listening to your podcast for two plus years. It was so exciting when you launched something like we couldn't wait to be in your energy field and work with you. And I was like, whoa, that's actually a big a big reflection I need to hold on to because mm-hmm. to your point, people think I need to start it when I already have a big business to funnel people and build my audience. I'm like, it's actually quite reverse. I would do yeah. it the other way. Mm-hmm. And and the great thing about it for heart-based entrepreneurs, you know, you are being of service. Right before we hit record, I told Chelsea, of course, our primary intention is to be of service to people that would come and listen to this episode. So you're being of service. You're also you're getting to work out. It's like you can experiment. You can like talk about <laughs> topics and you can kind of practice. And, but the interesting thing you mentioned there is the distinction with podcasting and other kinds of um, media, you know, mm-hmm. like on YouTube or in Instagram or TikTok or something is that there isn't the comment section. So we see the numbers of right. how many, you, know, you can see how many downloads there are. But there isn't the, and then people do reviews, but reviews mm-hmm. are, it, it, you have to go out of your way to do it. It's not like when you're on a YouTube video and you just go right, like, just blah, 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 you know, yeah. or like on the phone, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you don't, that's one thing that's a little interesting about it. It's like for you and me, we can feel that we're reflecting people. But we don't, we don't Im- have empirical evidence until something like <laughs> having, a, having a course and then they show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, then oh, we see their faces. <laughs> exactly. And actually you know, piggybacking off the whole start it before your business, you can actually use the podcast to test things out before you launch something, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So if you're doing all these episodes about something and they're not really getting a lot of downloads or you don't see people DMing you and no one's emailing you, but then you do one episode that out of nowhere, people are like, this is amazing. I loved it. That's market research for you. Be mm-hmm. like, whoa, I need to double down on that. So you can beta test a lot of ideas before you even launch something, which I think is the smarter thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's great. So let's talk about um, interviewing versus solo. Um, mm. What do you what do you think about it? I like to do both. I mean, I do a lot I of love to do both. honestly, it's not interviewing either. It's conversations. That's mm-hmm. the one. And I also love that about podcasts. It's not like a journalist interviewing someone. It's a conversation. It's a connection. Right. Uh, but I also but I love the solo episodes. And how about you? What do you like to listen to? And what do you like to do? 
I love both. I actually, when I started listening to podcasts, it was probably 95% interviews. And then it wasn't until influencers, going back to this whole conversation, until influencers started doing podcasts, where again, if you were an influencer, you're monetizing your lifestyle. So then I found it interesting. Oh yeah. How did they get that business deal started? Or how did they start this certain thing? And then they would bring you behind the scenes on their podcast. So then I would like those solo episodes because it was very behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So then I tried that too. And I was like, you know what? I do like doing solo episodes because it goes back to people feeling like they know you and you're, you're very transparent on solo episodes or at least I try to be. And so I feel like it's so much fun to do a mix of solos behind the scenes, what's going on in my life and interview amazing people so that you can hear their stories. So mm -hmm. I personally also love interviewing because like I said, I wanted to be a reporter. So I do like to like ask all the questions and be like, I, I just want to know, like I'm a curious person. And I think that's the thing. If you're a curious person, interviewing is incredible because you just get to pick people's brains all the time. And then you also get, I'm sure this happens to you, in a row guests talking about the same thing, like mentioning the same thing. Like last, the last month, three guests in a row mentioned um, uh, energy, uh, what do we call it? Uh, energy testing. You know, like sway testing, like, uh, like you, you, like you put, you press on, it was like acupuncturists do it and chiropractors oh. do it and he, energy healers do it. But they mentioned okay. it, three different guests mentioned it in three different recordings in a row. And I'm like, okay, so this is something I need to yeah, hear about. The trend. audience needs to hear about. <laughs> it's in yeah. the, it's in the you ethers. To, you, you start to like mm -hmm. forecast something. You're like, whoa, this is, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's a reflector thing either, but you're starting to like, you start being like, there's a trend here that I need to pay attention to, which to your point helps. It just helps to, um, you know, sometimes you have an idea about something and you're like, I wish I could talk to a friend about this, but this friend doesn't like that thing or like they wouldn't talk to me yeah. about that or like this, these aren't the conversations we have. I think that's why people enjoy podcasts too, because they're like, I know that podcast host believes in the same thing or like, I know that yes. she's going to talk about this on our podcast or she does cultural commentary. I know she's going to talk about that thing. So you go listen to it and you're like, you get your fix. You're like, oh my God, it's exciting. Like someone is talking about that, even though your own circle may not talk about it. Absolutely. I know that's the people, a lot of people who are listening here and I've had that feedback because I have people ton of my audience are people who are going through a spiritual awakening of some kind. And of course, I when I had my awakening experiences, that's what I needed to do. I wanted to just immerse myself in the energy of it and just absorb it all. So 100%. yeah. I would say most of my knowledge from the last five years has been from listening to podcasts, like mm -hmm. even how to structure my days, how to obtain new clients, like all of these things I've learned a lot from listening to podcasts. And I think that's something that anybody who's a consumer like, and then wants to turn it into a podcast, think of what you wish you had in the market, right? Like, yeah. I wish someone would talk about this. Well, you start talking about that or interview someone that does that and bring them on your podcast. Like for me, I find it really interesting now how authors write books. I'm like, I just don't get how did, how did Harry Potter come to be? Like, how did she sit down and write that book? And you know what I mean? And it would be a dream to interview authors like that and pick their brains. And I'm like, if you go search the web, like there are some podcasts that they've shown you behind the scenes. So think of how amazing it would be to start your own podcast and get to get these behind the scene details from your favorite mentors or authors or influencers or even the neighbor next door. Like, you know what? I They have a really cool family tradition. I want to bring them on the podcast and talk mm -hmm. about that. It's just I think it's an incredible platform for connection and storytelling. 
Oh, yes. So much. Do you do other uh, types? Do you do other mediums, uh, media? Like, do you do video? Do you YouTube? And I know you're on Instagram. I, I saw you there. Yeah, I'm definitely on Instagram. I'm on TikTok right now. I'm starting to post there more. I'm trying to take more clips from the podcast or just talk about the podcast on there. I have email. I have an email list because I love yeah, writing. That's the best, and too. That besides the, the podcast, that's the best. No algorithm. I them all. That's actually what I teach my <laughs> clients. I'm like, you take your podcast, transcribe it, pull it and start creating an email from it. And then in your email, link to your podcast and your socials and then pull from your transcript and speak about those things in social. So yeah. I very much use social media as a distribution platform. I don't treat them as these like totally separate things. Like if you see it on my Instagram or TikTok, I have likely talked about it in my email or podcast first. Yeah, perfect. Do you like TikTok? I don't like TikTok right now. I used to not like it and then I really liked it. And now I'm like, I actually don't even understand <laughs> the interface of like when someone likes my video or something I'm like did they like it or did they dm me or did they save it like I'm still trying to figure it out like because I stayed off of it for so for so long but now I'm on it and I'm like okay I need to really figure it out if I want to get on here but yeah I'm a little confused so I, I don't want to be on it right now and I say right now because also I don't know I might change <laughs> we always we're like we're always gonna we could change exactly I'm like, but I, I can't commit but I might <laughs> Yeah, but I've gone on it and I'm like, I just don't, it's like, it's the wrong environment for me. You get it. Yeah, I get on there exactly. and for me right it's now, I'm like, hmm, I don't like it. And yeah, I've put a few things on there and I'm like, well, I can even just, you know, as a reflector sample a little bit. And I think that's what I do with, oh, I just, I got to download about this. This is going to make sense to you. So why you and I as reflectors love podcasting so much is because it's an environment that we create and we, and we can cultivate how we're sampling inside of that. And then it works okay. for us because we can we have the continuity. And so therefore things like the Google algorithm work for us because we're gonna be, we're gonna have consistency with the thing that we're creating. Whereas Instagram, like I I don't know, these other places that are owned by Mark Zuckerberg or something like that. Right. I'm I don't spend enough time on them. If you've watched the social dilemma on Netflix. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Maybe. It's so great. The way that you get successful on those platforms is that you're a good customer, meaning you're yes. on there. You know, you're on your there a lot. Your attention and your focus is on there 24-7. And I just, it, it, it's, I think that's the way we are. I'm, go, I'm only ever going to sample. I, I right. can try to be on Instagram. I'm never going to be on Instagram enough to satisfy Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, it's so funny you bring this up. I'm like, um, unless you're ready for a part two, I'm like, this is something I have been talking about in my podcast all year. I've done an episode called, is Instagram making you boring? I've done an episode <laughs> about, can you actually run a successful business without social media? Because it's fascinating to me that we stay on these platforms that we really don't even really want to be on, but we're like, oh, we have to because of X, Y, Z, I'm going to lose clients. My business is going to go under. I don't know how to connect with people. And I'm like, there are other ways like podcasting, like email, mm -hmm. Slack channels, mighty networks. Like there's so many ways to connect with people. But to your point, uh, the dopamine hits of staying on these platforms of getting the notifications and getting the likes and the DMS, it's hard to give up. And I understand I, I'm the same. I, I haven't deleted the app yet, but yeah. it is something as I think a lot of us have realized as the years have gone on and we see our screen time, <laughs> like, do I really want to be spending this much time on a platform that if you think about it, you're never even learning or comprehending anything. It's mm -hmm. just like, Ooh, fun, inspirational quote, horoscope, bad news. Someone's on vacation. Like it's never like, wow, I'm comprehending a deep lesson. I'm going to go integrate this. Usually that comes from a podcast, a video or an email. Oh my gosh. That's, and I am, and I'm like, 
I don't, again, I don't mean, I'm not throwing any shade on anyone, but I'm so sick of the trends, like people feeling compelled that they have to do it the way, you know what I mean? Like with dancing Everything. or, you know, whatever the format. I always write my emails. I'm like, I know you want to be done pointing at the bubbles. <laughs> Like, I'm done with it too, which it's hard. It's also hard to edit. I'm like, I'm the, I went to school. Part of my thing was video editing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that is the hardest job. I remember every time I had to turn in a video, I would like cry. I hated video editing. And I'm like, I actually can't believe we're now in an era where it's being pushed so hard because these platforms make it seem like it's this easy breezy thing to do. And I'm like, editing is not easy. Putting together a video concept that makes sense isn't easy. Of course, now we've gotten to the point where it doesn't even matter. You can just look at the camera and walk and talk, which is what I do now. I'm like, I'm Way not better. putting any more effort into this than I need yeah. to. But it's just interesting that we're pushing video when I'm like, it's a skill. I think it's something that hopefully the pendulum swings back the other way and we can go back to just photos. But it's, yeah, it's interesting oh, to watch this. It's not. Instagram is, has said that basically the photos are fine. But basically, right. we're a video platform. You know, Adam Asari uh, has said that now. Like, basically, oh it's a video God. platform, which is great. And and I agree. I, actually, I just, because I run the social media for HMI as well for my college. Um, right. And so I just did one that was while I was walking because I was I was promoting a, a workshop we had coming up for hypnosis and weight loss. And so I was out walking. I was like, this is a perfect time to <laughs> talk about the <laughs> hypnosis and weight loss talk. course. Yeah. That's what I do. And, and it was so easy and it felt really natural. And I actually got compliments like, wow, that just seemed so great the way you did that. I don't know if it got us more signups. So again, <laughs> compliments exactly. matter. But making it easier, well, I don't know about you. Maybe this is a reflector thing, but easy is like my benchmark. Obviously, I've learned oh, a yeah. lot. But if I'm pushing in any particular moment, then it's just not the right calibration, I think. Oh, 100%. I mean, my motto, I always write this in my emails too, is like, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. And I even have a, um, I have a graphic. If you go to my Instagram, I have three graphics pinned at the top. One of them is literally called how to repurpose content. If you're a lazy girl like me, <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I like to keep things so low effort labor. Like I don't need to overexert myself if I don't need to, right? Like there's mm -hmm. no point. So even this idea of like, you have to be posting there's some people that say you have to post on Instagram three times a day. And on TikTok, I just saw this video where a guy is like, if I could start over, I'd be posting like six to eight times a day. And I'm like, what? Like, That's that is helpful. just insane. When you could do one podcast episode of things you want to talk about for, again, whatever you want to talk about. There's no trends. You can be as specific as you want and attract way more people that way without overexerting yourself. The only thing I want to do six to eight times a day is cuddle my cats. That's it. <laughs> Not post on TikTok. I was like. And I'm married. So <laughs> let me just say, yeah. I'm also married. And I, I mean it. And I, I love them. Love them, but not. Go to work. Them. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I'm, oh, not, I'm not here for the high, you know, a million hour work weeks and posting 20 different pieces of content a day. I'm like, I honestly, again, take the emails and podcasts and stretch that as much as I possibly can over the few weeks that the episode's live. And it's helpful because we, in, in, in hypnotherapy, we understand that the law of repetition is how we change the subconscious mind. It's how we, mm -hmm. I mean, and we all know this, if you listen to like Abraham Hicks, you know, you listen and you hear her say the same thing 100 times. And, mm -hmm. and you enjoy it every single time. And then like the 101st time you're like, Oh, something new just clicked. Even though you could quote her. <laughs> exactly. I mean? 
<laughs> so the law of repetition is helpful. Yes, you read them over yeah, and over. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I read a book about habits. Let me read another book about habits. Now this one mm-hmm. kind of seems like habits, and then you're like, oh, I think I finally understand how to form a habit. And that's kind of what you're saying about podcasting too is I think that's a myth a lot of people have. They're like, I only have 10 ideas and then I think I'm going to run out. And I'm like, why don't you talk about those things again from a different angle? Like that is going to be like you just said, the repetition. That's how people start to comprehend things and be like, oh, now I get it. You talked about it solo. You brought on an interview. You talked about it from this angle, that angle. Mm -hmm. Now it's clicking what you're talking about. Well, yeah. And I have the people that I'm, I'm like HMI students that I'm teaching, they're like, well, I like, what do I have to teach? You know, cause they just have graduated or something. And by the way, HMI, there are, there are 10 self-help topics that they teach. And they're like, you, you have, you have, you know, p- empowerment to go and teach those. And, you know, obviously right. you want to attribute where you learned it. Um, and so trust me. And they think like, well, how can I teach it better than the teacher that I learned it from? That's not the point. When you start talking right. about it, it will come out differently with different nuances yeah. than unless you're literally like, you know, you're plagiarizing and copying the exact same words that someone said and repeating them, <laughs> Right. you know, Not which that. is harder to do than just talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> like memorizing. Point, a student like them now speaking about something is attracting a person at that level where mm-hmm. that's the other myth that people are like, well, why would I start, you know, an astrology podcast when there's already this massive astrologer that has a million followers. And I'm like, because that's not relatable to some people. They're like, mm-hmm. I want to hear from someone that just started their astrology business or just for the first time got their chart read yesterday. Like that's the level they're at and they need to attract that to, to build some type of connection. So I think it's, I really think celebrity and influencer culture has ruined a little bit the potential that people think they have. And it's caused this misconception that you have to have like X amount of followers or status or anything or money in the bank to create anything of value. And I'm like, that's just not true. Chelsea, um, my mind's just blowing a little bit because I like um, spirits like talking to me. They're like, this is why you and Chelsea understand this so much is because we are reflectors. We're reflecting everything you know everything that we that's happening on social media broadcast media is just what's happening in the universe so we there is an algorithm we talk about the algorithm of a certain platform or the internet or whatever but we are operating in an algorithm together which is why let's say i get a synchronicity of three times people showing up on my podcast talking about the same thing because we're tapping into an algorithm that has to do with the human consciousness. And so everything we're saying right now, when we think we're talking about podcasting or Instagram or something, it's just the zeitgeist. It's just the collective consciousness. And that's why you and I are so excited about it. (laughs) I know. It's so funny too. And I'm like, it's funny that the reflector theme too is like surprise and delight. And we're like, Mm -hmm. we didn't even know it was going to go this way. But like, I agree. I think that's also why podcasting, like I was saying it, to your point, whatever you're commenting on is usually a bigger reflection of what's going on in the world. And so mm-hmm. people appreciate your, your perspective and they want to hear your perspective. So whoever's listening, who's like, I don't know who's going to listen, or I don't have a big business yet or following or whatever the case is. I'm like, that's who said that was the requirement to start a podcast. That's not going to be valuable for some people. And it's going to be really valuable for other people. And you have to go into it with that mindset. You have to go into it with like, I'm going to carve my own corner of the internet out for my people and we're going to start our own thing. And that's how I'm attracting. You don't need to go into it being like, I'm going to compete and try to be number one podcast on Apple podcasts and get 80,000 reviews. I'm like, that's just fleeting. That's vanity metrics. Like going back to service, serve your people, create your own community. And ironically enough, when you focus on the people right in front of you, it does naturally grow because people are so excited that you've built something really valuable. 
Mm, yeah, and it it does also if you do work as a coach or you know you want a certain if you're interacting with your clients so as a coach or a teacher you you want to work with you want to have the people that challenge you and also that let's say you like and are nice and I don't mean that like as in a snobby way but honestly you you want you want the right kinds you know you want to call out your ideal client and student and so that's what we're doing we're just you know, exactly. sending that signal out. Yeah. And I think it's something that people, again, when you get to show your personality, some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, what if I, you know, turn people off or this and that? I'm like, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. You don't want to be attracting people that you would never talk to or work with in real life. Like mm-hmm. you should be stating your values, what you believe in, what your commentary is on certain things so that to our points, your ideal clients can come find you. So don't be afraid to be polarizing because that's what's going to attract the right people and get rid of the wrong people. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see, I want to get your take on something reflector wise, if you don't mind. (laughs) Of course, I love uh, reflector combos. (laughs) Do you know any other reflectors that you can have chats with? Mm, No, I only know reflectors that are podcasters, funny enough. There's um, there's a few podcast hosts that are reflectors, but that's about it. Oh, you're going to have to tell me, Elmal. I I only know of two right now. Um, Yeah. And one of them, her name is Annie Richardson and... Annie Richards, and she has a podcast called Reflector Reflections, and I've been on it. You should check it out. And you should. Oh yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, she's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So what I think about the manifestation process for reflectors, you know, it's these. It's said that we have to wait a lunar cycle, and it's not that I disagree with that. What it feels like to me is that we are actually initiated by the neutrino field, by just synchronicity, by life, by things, we basically get an idea or a concept implanted into us. Mm-hmm. And then we're going through and we, I feel like it's, it's interesting because we're called a slow energy type. But in fact, I just think we're early. We're much mm-hmm. earlier in the process. Mm-hmm. So we get an idea or a concept implanted into us. Then we go about and we do the things where we're talking about it, or we're even consciously creating it, like, you know, building it or something. And then at some point it just clicks. But I think we're yes. actually kind of fertilizing. <laughs> like we get the seed and then we're going around and we're spreading it. Yes. And then we do need generators and projectors to help us with things. And then we need that manifestor sometimes to come in. And then it's like, oh, okay, good. Now it's really time for every for the humans to get involved in a in a way that that it clicks for them. Do you relate to that? Oh, a hundred percent. It's so funny that you bring this up because I'm right now reading a book called the holy shit moment and they're talking about the science behind epiphanies and so i'm reading it because i'm like i've had two very specific epiphanies in my life where it's just it literally feels like a lightning bolt and it's funny because the cover of the book has this lightning bolt on it and i'm like that's what it feels like like you're just delivered this surge of energy and as i'm reading about it they're making a point that it's not just in that moment all of a sudden you learned how to do something it's like there were moments before that where it was all kind of like soup in your mind. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. boom, it all comes together in this like crystallized moment. Mm -hmm. And when you just said that, I'm like, yes, that's how epiphanies happen for me or decisions is like, I'm collecting the info. I'm like, it's like my brain is sifting through it and filtering it. And then it's like, boom. And to your point, some people will be like, how did you do that so fast? Or how did you know how to do that? I've been on this for like two years. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, it it wasn't an overnight thing. It's just, I also, I don't know if you do this. I keep a lot of things silent to myself while I'm processing it. And I Mm -hmm. learned this is really weird. I did an experiment earlier in the year. I started saying everything out loud, like who was coming on my podcast, like the guest spots I was going to be on, what I'm working on, all these things. And all these things fell through. It was like the guests canceled, 
one person didn't air it. The project fell through. The person backed out. And I was like, there's something to be said about that. So then I started keeping things quiet. And I think it goes back to the reflective process because it's like, I need time to be quiet and like ruminate on this and water the garden. And Mm -hmm. then when it's ready to bloom into a sunflower, I can share. And that's how I've now operated. Yes. I mean, sometimes we, I am talking about it, but it's like, I have to be at a certain comfort level of it. I mean, like some things I don't even talk to my husband about it because I don't want him to take it into his head and have a picture of it. That's different than what I, if I feel sensitive about it right now and I don't have enough of the colors filled in and I will Mm -hmm. read what he thinks and feels about it. And I don't want to like have to, you know, absorb that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell people now too. I'm like, I'm not asking for feedback. I'm actually just venting. And again, I realize this is a verbal processing thing, which is why I now pay a therapist once a week so I can verbal process with her because I'm like, I don't, I think people think when you're speaking out loud, a lot of the times you're immediately looking for a solution. I'm like, no, sometimes it's just to get it out and process Mm -hmm. it and decompress versus I need a solution every single time I say something. Absolutely. Yes. And my husband has learned that we've been together 18 and a half years. So he... (laughs) He's like, and he's a projector. It. <laughs> and oh so my just because yeah. we're in a marriage doesn't mean that you're always invited <laughs> for yeah, the advice. Like, Hold on. Let me let me give you the invite. <laughs> we learned it a long time ago, though. Well before we knew oh, human design, amazing. we learned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that worked out so well. Oh, my goodness. This has been so great. So let's uh, let everyone know how they can work with you, all the different things that you are doing, obviously the podcast, but how can they work with you directly in your energy? Yeah. So if you want to launch a podcast, I have a course called Mic Drop and you learn everything about launching from the tech to planning your episodes to getting it live and even interviewing. That's all included in Mic Drop. And then I also work with clients one-on-one. And this is really for people that either want to turn their podcast into their main content and revenue engine and really set up the systems and learn how to plan out content and monetize or people that know that they want to go the influencer route and monetize with brand partners. And again, really take it seriously and commit the time. So I have one-on-one coaching as well. And then here and there, I'll do some masterclasses about like interviewing or pitching. So you can just follow me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram or ChelseaRife.com to stay tuned into what's going on. This has been so amazing. I I hope you'll come back. I hope we can like connect some more because. Oh, I know. I loved this conversation. (laughs) And again, I don't talk to many reflectors. So like, it's so fun to talk to other reflectors and be like, I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Or we are. And that's crazy the same. (laughs) Yeah. Same type of crazy. Well, this is so amazing. Everyone, please do, of course, check the show notes for Chelsea Rife for all of the wonderful things that she's doing and she's reflecting. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. this conversation with my friend Hilary Jackendoff, who is a splenic projector and she is a human design reader. And we were talking about, you know, projectors and reflectors. And I was saying that I think projectors have like this, this like fast or shorter route to being wise. And like nobody is automatically wise because we can be a lower version or a shadow version of ourself. So it's not just if you have, if you are a projector, that you're wise. You know, you any of us can be the highest or lowest version of ourselves. 
And, you know, we we always hear human design experts always say that reflectors are so wise. And so I was telling Hillary that, well, I think projectors have a shorter route to be able to be wise than reflectors do. I think, you know, reflectors, we're just taking in so much, we're sampling. And then, you know, wisdom is, it's a little bit of a longer path, a longer journey for us, whether that has to do with in a particular situation or just in our lifetime. And I might have to revise that opinion because <laughs> hanging out with Chelsea, who is young, she's in her you know earlier part of her life, having all of that wisdom and all of that authentic and beautiful reflection and deep reflection about so many things and you know the areas that she is operating in with podcasting and mindset and and just being a reflector just humanity. So I think, uh, I think I really like reflectors. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> now, that's not just based on Chelsea. I know a few other reflectors. I don't know a lot because it's, uh, you know, so, so few. It's only 1% of the population. But the other reflectors, you know who you are. And uh, you also have given me the opinion that I really, really like reflectors. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you just got kind of that uh, boost of of crystalline light energy that Chelsea offered. I think that's something that a reflector can offer. Really feeling so much purity and authenticity and passion and just that big picture view that came through Chelsea. So once again, I encourage you to check in the show notes. I encourage you, if you th are thinking at all about podcasting, go for it. Take the steps to it. And then you have this resource of Chelsea to be able to help you to get going. She has her program and she has her one-on-one -on -one coaching. I um, teach a podcasting class and I only teach it right now through HMI College of Hypnotherapy. And so, but, you know, I think if you, if you aren't a hypnotherapist, it still is something that is beneficial for just a heart-based entrepreneur, a coach, a therapist, a healer, um, a psychic reader, or something like that, you know, you could check that out too. Just go to HMI and um, you'll be able to search the website and find it. You know, I'll go ahead and throw a link down in there because it is both on demand and then I'm going to be teaching it live in, uh, through HMI. I think um, I think in the late winter, early spring, I'm not really sure. So, uh, but I will put the on-demand one in the show notes as well. And that's not to deter from Chelsea. I think, honestly, take both <laughs> and then, you know, get into one-on-one -on -one coaching with Chelsea. And uh, just if you have something you want to share, it's just, it's the best. And I mean, you're the reason it's the best. I'm having the best time doing this all these years since 2016. So thank you if you are brand new. Thank you if you've been listening for a while. I cherish and I honor the fact that you want to come here and that you are offering, you're lending your ear and your heart in connecting here. Because, you know, I really can feel it. And I appreciate it so much. So that's what I have for you in this episode. And um, just all my love to you. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.